Hi, I'm Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Podcast, Biblical Encouragement for Women of All Ages. This week, we're continuing with our Biblical Mindset series, and I want to talk about a biblical approach to emotions. This is a confusing topic, I know, for many of us as women, so I want to take a deeper look at what God says about emotions and how to handle them in a truly healthy and God-honoring way. Before we jump in, I wanted to let you know that there is still room in our fall five-week training program at Ellerslie, so if you are looking for a season to come away with Jesus and just become immersed in truth and gain a rock-solid foundation in your Christian walk and connect with other like-minded believers from all around the world, consider joining us for a season at Ellerslie. This is just a life-transforming five weeks. And if you go to ellerslie.com or just click the link in this podcast description, you can watch videos of students who have come through the program and just hear stories of what God has done in their life as a result. We also have a week-long program that still has some space in it toward the end of the summer. So if you have some time and ability to come to Colorado for a week or a five-week period, we'd love to have you and invest into your spiritual life. Also, if you're interested in joining us for the 2023 Set Apart Conference, that's happening June 16th through 18th at the Ellerslie campus in Colorado, or you can join us via simulcast anywhere you are. So click the links in this podcast description for more information about our 2023 Set Apart Conference. Our theme this year is Valiant, Becoming a Woman of Heavenly Strength, and I am so excited to see what God has in store for this weekend. So let's talk about a biblical approach to emotions. Now, I've touched on this topic in various other episodes, but I really want to just focus on a healthy Christ-honoring approach to our feelings. Because in our culture, even in our Christian culture, feelings are being placed on a very high pedestal these days. For the most part, it is considered wise and healthy to constantly evaluate our feelings, process our feelings, express our feelings, vent our feelings. And you see this happening even at Christian women's gatherings or in one-on-one conversations with friends, even at Bible studies, where it's seen as very healthy and good to be authentic and raw and real and just let your feelings come out and just everybody shares how they feel. And that seems to be touted as one of the highest spiritual virtues in the church today. You also see it happening a lot on social media and on personal blogs where the more feeling and raw emotion you can share, the more authentic and real and and true of a person you're being. Just letting loose and sharing how you feel is applauded kind of no matter what circle you find yourself in. And even some of us evaluate worship and prayer based on feelings. We think if I feel a lot of gush, if I feel a big rush, if I cry and I have this big emotional dramatic prayer worship time, that's going to make it more spiritual, that draws me closer to God. As we talked about in the episode on worship, certainly emotion can be there, but it's not the hallmark of a heart of true worship. That's not what you measure it by. A lot of us are tempted, I think, even to make an idol out of our emotions and really lift them high in our lives and put more trust in our emotions and our feelings than the unchanging truth and power of Jesus Christ. So even though feelings and emotions are put kind of as a very high value in our culture today and in the church, this is actually dangerous and unbiblical to give emotions such a high place. A lot of us have learned to treat it completely normal, to be led by emotions in every daily action or decision in our thought life, in relationships, in our life direction. 
Now, emotions themselves, feelings themselves are not wrong, and they can actually be a blessing if they come under the control of the Spirit of God. But for emotions and feelings to be in a healthy place in our life, they have to come under the governance, the control of the Spirit of God. We have to learn to be led by God's Spirit and His truth rather than being led by our feelings. And for a lot of us as Christian women, this is a huge challenge. But it's so important that we learn we can't measure our walk with Christ based on our feelings. We can't measure our spirituality based on whether we get all emotional during our prayer times. And we can't measure God's faithfulness and his trustworthiness and the value or the efficacy of his promises based on our feelings. When we disciple students at Ellerslie during our week-long and our five-week program, one of the key concepts we teach is the idea of reckoning the truth of God. And reckoning is an accounting term. It's basically like doing spiritual math. With God, he says this, we take it as fact. We don't evaluate it based on our feelings. And that is how truth actually works in our life. If we base it on how we feel or what we perceive our past experience to have been, we're going to be very up and down in our Christian life. But when we reckon God's truth as irrefutable fact and choose to take it, to receive it, not based on feeling, But based on the fact that God said it and he cannot lie, that is a turning point for us in our Christian life. That's what makes the Christian life actually vibrant and victorious when we take the word of God, the promises of God, the truth of God as fact, as irrefutable fact, and we receive it as such without basing it on our feelings. Now, why is being led by feelings and emotions so dangerous? I just want to take a quick look at a few verses in scripture that warn us about being led by our emotions and feelings. In Jeremiah 17, 9, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So there's a warning here that if we trust in our own feelings and in our own heart, we can easily be deceived. And how many times in my life, in your life, have we gone in an unhealthy or dangerous direction because we were deceived by our feelings and we weren't really being led by the truth of God, we were being led by our feelings, and that led us in a dangerous path. Now, I have heard Christians defend the heart and say, well, once you're redeemed by Christ, your heart is no longer wicked. It is true that he gives us a new heart. And when we fully submit to him, he changes our heart from the inside out. But those emotions, that battle with the flesh is still always going to be there. And we have to choose truth over flesh and emotion and whims and personal desires. Otherwise, we will quickly get off track and be deceived. There's another verse in Proverbs 28, 26 that says, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. Just think about that for a minute. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. Now, if you look at that verse, the word trust means to place confidence in. And when you look at his own heart or that phrase, our own heart. It means our feelings, our thoughts, our desires. And so if we are placing our confidence in our feelings, our thoughts, and our desires, we are walking in the way of the fool. And if you study the fate of the fool in the book of Proverbs, it's no small thing. The fool is condemned to a life without God. And so it's not just, oh, that's kind of a bad idea. That's foolish. This is very dangerous when we place confidence in our feelings, our thoughts, or our desires. Now, what is the solution or the antidote to being led by emotion? Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And again, there's that word trust, which 
means to place confidence in, and that same word, your heart, which is your feelings, your thoughts, and your desires. So you're placing your confidence in the Lord with all of your feelings, with all of your thoughts, with all of your desires. You're centering those things around him and his light and his truth and his pattern and his ways, and no longer following the desires of your flesh and your own whims. And don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own direction. Lean completely on him with all your heart. So we can put confidence in our feelings, thoughts, and desires, or we can direct our feelings and thoughts and desires to be fully centered on our trust in Christ. And that is the difference between a life that works, a life that chooses wisdom, or a life that chooses the way of the fool. Another really interesting verse about this is Proverbs 18.2. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. And that is so interesting to me because as we talked earlier about how much applause you get when you express your own heart, when you get on a blog or on social media or with a group of women and you start expressing your own heart, your feelings, your thoughts, your desires, that's applauded. But God is saying, if you don't have delight in understanding his truth, but your only delight is in expressing your own heart, you're choosing the path of a fool. Now, one point I've heard debated by many people is whether we can really control our feelings or are we just a victim to them? And I believe if you study the word of God because of the power of God, because of the enabling grace of God, we absolutely can bring our feelings under the control of God's truth and his spirit. Elizabeth Elliot has a couple of really great statements about this that have convicted me and reminded me of God's truth in the area of emotions so many times. The first one is one that I think of very frequently when I feel like I'm helpless against the tide of my emotion. She said, obedience to God is always possible. It is a deadly error to fall into the notion that when feelings are extremely strong, we can do nothing but act on them. So convicting because how many times have we had that thought, my feelings are so strong in this area, I have no choice but to act out what my feelings are telling me to do, whether that's become really frustrated with someone and give them the silent treatment and slam doors or yell at our kids, or maybe in the single years, if your feelings are really strong for a guy, there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to begin obsessing over him and building your whole world around him, etc. She also said this, the difficulty is to keep a tight rein on our emotions. They may remain, but it is not they who are to rule the action. A life lived in God is not lived on the plane of the emotions, but of the will. It's a decision to say, Lord, I'm following your pattern. No matter what my feelings are saying, my feelings will align with your truth. Obedience to God is always possible. Our feelings do not need to take over or control us. We can command our feelings to change and to align with the truth of God. It says three times in the Psalms, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. Now here's someone saying to his own heart, his own emotions, why are you cast down? Why are you upset? Why are you agitated? Here is what you need to do. Hope in God. I am choosing to praise God. I am telling my soul to stop being cast down, to stop being disquieted, and to start hoping in God. And that is such a great illustration of the fact that we can choose. We do not have to let our feelings run away with us. We can redirect them into the truth of God. Emotions remind me a lot of the concept of a fire. If a fire is kept in a fireplace, it can 
be a huge blessing. It can bring warmth and light to the house and just a really pleasant atmosphere. It's a benefit. But when that fire gets out of the fireplace, it can quickly destroy the entire house. It can burn the entire house down. And emotions are very much the same way. If you keep them in their proper place as an accent to the house, but not something that takes over the entire house, then it's healthy. If you let those emotions take over the entire house, it starts to burn everything down. So I want to share a few practical ways that have really helped me in this journey to learn how to bring my emotions under the control of the Spirit of God and the truth of God. And the first one is to prayerfully consider your private processing habits. So when you journal or express your private thoughts or think about your own thoughts and feelings and emotions, ask yourself the question, am I focusing too much on my own feelings? Am I just venting, analyzing, or expressing emotions? How would I approach this area differently if I were focused more on discovering Christ's truth and seeking God's wisdom than merely expressing my own heart? So in your private processing, are you just expressing your own heart? Or are you really seeking after the truth of Christ and you're really going after the wisdom of God as if you're searching for hidden treasure? That's how we know we are processing thoughts and emotions properly because we're not just expressing our own hearts, we're seeking after God's wisdom and truth. It's not wrong to express the things that we're thinking and feeling, but they have to be balanced with the truth of God. They have to be more than just expressing and venting our thoughts. Now, it might seem more enjoyable or initially satisfying to simply express your own heart. A lot of women get into these artistic expressions of their emotion, whether it's through art or journaling or music, and you express a lot of angst, etc. And that scene is like really cool and hip and artistic and you're a raw and real person. And maybe you're drawn to that. Maybe God feels distant. So you really don't have the motivation or you're kind of reluctant to search for his wisdom and his truth. Maybe you want to stay in your state of frustration or bitterness or unforgiveness or fear because that's where you're comfortable. But that's very dangerous. If you are expressing your feelings, expressing your heart without the desire for God's truth, to align your heart with God's truth, you're going to quickly see the results of that fire burning down the entire house. God promises in his word in Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And again, there's that word, our feelings, our thoughts, our desires, searching for him with all of our feelings, all of our thoughts, all of our desires, centering upon him, his truth, his wisdom, his light, going after him with all of our heart. He says, we will find him. And a lot of times I feel that the reason we don't feel close to God, we're not connecting with him is we're not truly seeking him with all our heart. In Matthew 13, 24, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And that is what it means to seek him with all of our heart. We're willing to give up everything, put everything else aside and say, this is the only thing that matters. So I encourage you, if you are in the habit of either thinking or writing or expressing your emotions just for the sake of expressing your emotions, to develop new habits in your private processing. It means seeking answers in the Word of God, and a great way to do that is through inductive Bible study. If you don't know what that is, 
take a course on inductive Bible study. Look at websites like blueletterbible.org and others that teach you how to take a verse and go into the deeper meaning of each word. You can break each word down in the original Hebrew and the Greek, and it can talk about what the meaning of the word is and the other ways it's used in scripture. And it really just opens up the word of God in a whole new way, and it really helps you find answers to whatever challenges you might be facing. Also, I find it really helpful to express my feelings as prayers to Christ, not just to write my feelings down, but to say, Lord, I'm feeling this, I'm thinking this, I'm struggling with this, and then appeal to him for his help, for his wisdom, for his heavenly perspective, etc. And so express those things as prayers to him, lay those feelings at his feet, ask him to overpower your feelings with his truth. Also declaring his truth and his promises to your soul, just like we read in the Psalms, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I will yet praise him. And so many other promises that we can stand on and declare that truth to our soul and command our soul to not follow the trajectory of our feelings, but to follow the truth of God. Or practicing waiting on him and letting him speak to your heart, not just letting your emotions speak, but letting his still small voice speak. And the more you listen, the more you spend time in his presence waiting on him, the more you know his word, the more you learn how to recognize his voice over your own emotions. And again, freshly surrendering your life to him, because when you are in that place of surrender, of full availability to him, you are a lot less likely to let your emotions run away with you because you are at peace in your soul, because you are right with God. For me, I've learned that the entire purpose of privately journaling or processing my thoughts is to align my emotions and perspective with God's truth. If I'm just trying to, quote, get in touch with my feelings or express my feelings, I'm not getting anywhere. And I'm usually elevating my feelings and emotions higher than they should be. The key truth about this is this. Healthy processing should not just connect us with our feelings, but should connect us with Jesus Christ and his truth. So prayerfully consider the way you are privately processing your feelings. Another thing to prayerfully consider is how you express your feelings and emotions to others. So ask yourself the question, when I express my thoughts and feelings to others, including in written and digital communication, am I focusing too much on my own feelings, venting, analyzing, expressing emotions. Would I approach this area differently if I were focused on discovering Christ's truth and seeking God's wisdom rather than just expressing my own heart? When it comes to sharing things that we're going through or feeling or thinking, the motto seems to be more is more. The more you can share, the better person you are because you're being so real and honest. But in reality, if you look at scripture, the less is more approach is biblical and it keeps our emotions from taking over. I've used the example before of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who kept all these things and treasured them in her heart. She probably had a lot of things she could have shared and processed through with other people, but she kept these things and pondered them and cherished them in her heart. And God does not condemn her for that and say, you know, she just really wasn't being real and true. She she was praised as a woman of virtue because she kept these things and pondered them and cherished them in her heart. So when it comes to sharing with others, again, it's not always wrong to share personal thoughts and feelings and emotions, but be guarded. And what I've said to my own daughters at times is, you know, take what is normal in the culture and even in the church when it comes to sharing personal things and cut it down by like 80%. And then you're probably at the level that is a lot healthier. We need to be guarded. We need to practice discretion and not just share 
way too much with way too many people. So be very guarded in how you share your emotions and when you share your feelings and emotions also include the truth of God, because it's very similar to private processing. If your only desire is to express your feelings and not to find truth and understanding to apply to your feelings, then again, it's it's letting your emotions take over and putting them on much too high of a pedestal in your life. Another area to prayerfully consider is your thought life. A really important question to ask is, do I let my emotions dictate my thoughts and daily decisions, or am I taking every thought captive to the will of Christ? And we've talked about this before, but it is so easy to let emotions dictate our thoughts. So if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling doubtful, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling fearful, it's really easy to let those emotions take over and soon every one of your thoughts is a fearful thought or a frustrated thought or a bitter thought or an angry thought. We can't allow our emotions to control our thought life. And this is probably one of the biggest areas where we sort of have that feeling of helplessness, like, well, my feelings are so strong, there's nothing I can do but allow my thoughts to go in this direction. But this is where we need to call on the grace of God to take every thought captive to the will of Christ. And I found that the moment my thoughts start to go in that direction, praying for others and declaring God's truth to my soul is so important. And it's such a great way to get me back on track and keep my emotions from taking over my thoughts. If we do not develop the habit of bringing our emotions under Christ's control, we are going to be in danger of being led through our life by our feelings instead of the Spirit of God. And bringing our emotions under the control of God starts with those everyday processing, thinking, and communication patterns. It is really pretty simple, and it comes down to our daily habits. And the idea of being truth-based versus feelings-based in daily life can seem very vague and hard to apply. But in reality, it's that daily discipline of saying no to our emotions and yes to the Spirit of God. And one thing that I have found in my life is that at first it can seem difficult, where you're constantly telling your emotions to calm down and you're constantly replacing feelings with truth. And pretty soon, though, the more you practice these principles, your emotions begin to align with the truth of God and you they aren't constantly at odds with each other. But it starts with that first decision of the will to say, Lord, whatever my feelings are doing does not matter. I'm going to agree with your truth. And as you do that, your emotions begin to come into alignment with God's pattern. And that fire remains in the fireplace rather than burning the house down. Many of us have never taken the time to really surrender our emotions to God. I encourage you this week to make the decision that your emotions will no longer dictate your thoughts, decisions, and daily actions, but that you will allow the Spirit of God to have complete access to your feelings, to change them if necessary, to bring them under His control, and to steer your emotions toward His highest for your life. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to go deeper into building a Christ-centered life, visit us at setapart.org and check out the many resources that we have for you there on Set Apart Living. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.